0: podcast the fan podcast about the marvel netflix series i'm claire i'm mel i'm matt
1: i'm tammy whoa what the hell is this crap
0: <laughs> what's <laughs> a Tammy? person what's a tammy uh you're not robin who the hell are you uh, i just said i'm tammy <laughs> uh, yes Fair guys enough. as <laughs> you know if you listened to the last episode of daredevil season two robin has he has left hell's kitchen for Pastures new Um, who knows where he has gone. Maybe he'll come back. Maybe he won't. Maybe he's been kidnapped by hand ninjas. I don't know. Maybe Uh, he stayed in Hell's Kitchen and now you're in Harlem where I'm at. (laughs) True, yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah, he's in Hell's Kitchen. Uh, Me, Matt and Mel, um, we've gone on vacation to Harlem. (laughs) (laughs) The most exotic of vacation spots. (laughs) We left Robin behind. (laughs) Um, And we are joined by um, our, our... Uh, guest defender for the week it's jd yay sweet
2: christmas
0: (laughs) sweet christmas that's gonna be so apt when we record like the the finale and it's like around christmas and it'll be like oh sweet christmas (laughs) i force the guest to say it every time (laughs) absolutely i'm gonna force you guys oh boy So, thank you for coming on. You were very excited to to come on, because you asked me if there were any spots left, so I'm glad we managed to get you on for the first episode. Yeah,
3: I'm really excited. Uh, I've been looking forward to the show, I've been reading the comics, I'm pumped, so...
0: You can do all the trivia then. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but feel free to pot, like, um, mention any things that I might miss as we're going. Uh, I've got quite a few Easter eggs, but I'm not as uh, familiar with the Luke Cage comics as I am with Jessica Jones and Daredevil, so I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of stuff that went over my head.
3: Yeah, I was mainly familiar with him through uh, the Avengers uh, in the 2000s. Um, but I just recently went back and read through all of Luke Cage, Hero for Hire, uh, Luke Cage, Power Man, and then Luke Cage and Iron or Power Man and Iron Fist. So um, nice. it's uh, it was a lot of reading. And if you follow my Twitter feed, you'll see I posted a lot of <laughs> uh, panels that I uh, of me just like either head you know slamming my head against the desk because they were terrible <laughs> or because they awesome. they're awesome. There it's a good mix of of stuff, uh, but yeah
0: well well according to quentin tarantino this week he basically said that the first issue of luke cage is perfect and they should have just adapt like basically written the script around that and put it on film and i was thinking i don't know if that would have played nowadays quentin tarantino there are some issues with the early luke cage stuff
3: As it the tiara the, like, the doesn't doesn't work for
0: you <laughs> <laughs> oh we'll get to the tiara <laughs> i'm sure the tiara will come up lots of times um, so I should mention as well, uh, Tammy, putting you on the spot. Why? <laughs> <laughs> what, what did I do? Uh, I should say that um, Tammy actually has recorded with Matt, Mel, and I before. Yeah. Um, which is how we know Tammy on um, the first ever podcast that uh, I I did. Uh, I say ran, but that's a loose term because it was kind of chaos. Um, but that was Carnicast. <laughs> and so this is like a little Carnicast reunion. Yeah. Yeah, let's shake some dust. (laughs) Inspired by Clancy Brown on Daredevil season two, you know it got us in the, the uh the mood for some carnival reminiscing. So we got Tammy back on board. (laughs) Nice, cool. So um, what I was going to ask you as well, um, JD, was have you watched just the first episode? You have you seen the whole series?
3: I have seen it all. I have poor impulse control.
4: Get out.
0: Cool. So I've got some quick news to, to mention about Marvel stuff this week. Obviously, there's going to be a ton of stuff um, because of uh, New York Comic Con, but there's been a few bits that are pretty cool. So um, it's been announced that Iron Fist is going to be out on March the 17th. So we're getting Iron Fist for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> so I know the guys over at Defenders TV Podcast will probably be very drunk and watching a marathon of uh, Iron Fist So because they're over in Ireland. Um, So that would be a good St. Patrick's Day present for them. Um, what this means is it sounds like next year we'll actually be getting possibly three series uh, just to make us even more busy because uh, you'll probably get Iron Fist then in March, Defenders uh, sometime maybe in the summer and uh, then the Punisher at the end of the year. Um, Reason being is they're actually filming the Punisher now. They didn't announce it. They just kind of sneakily did it and people have spotted them filming it um in uh, uh in new york um and there's now been some casting news for the punisher in that they've now cast the roles of micro who we saw a little hint at at the end of daredevil season two with the uh the little disc that um frank castle found and also an original character called uh dinah Medini, who's a homeland security agent officer i don't know what they have um but also ben barnes has been confirmed to be playing billy russo which i'm excited at because billy russo becomes the villain jigsaw who uh matt and mel you guys uh, watched um the defe- the uh punisher film the third punisher film we watched uh mm-hmm. with the guy with the messed up face mel that was jigsaw
4: oh yes nice little performance remember. there i don't remember.
0: <laughs> it was very long ago it was, it was Dominic West from The Wire With like a messed up face and a crazy New, New York accent And uh, running around with Doug Hutchinson Has Colleen
4: Wing been cast in anything Any of these shows yes, yet? she
0: has oh, Colleen Wing is going to be played by Jessica Henwick I think Who is currently in Game of Thrones um, so As one she... of the Sand Sisters She's going to be an so... Iron Fist
4: oh, Okay alright
0: Maybe she'll appear in Luke Cage as well. Who knows? Winks at JD.
3: Not saying a word.
0: I don't want to put it to the spoiler jar. We need a spoiler jar. Oh, it will be overflowing by the end of this episode. <laughs> but maybe there will be fake spoilers. Um, so they reckon that that will be for 2017, and then 2018 will be... Uh, Jessica Jones 2, season 2 and Daredevil season 3, but there's no definite news on that. They do, however, think there probably will be a Luke Cage season 2 because apparently Luke Cage broke Netflix at the weekend, <laughs> which is what's being reported because Netflix completely went down, and apparently they're saying it's because possibly of Luke Cage. I don't know about that, but um it's kind of quite a funny uh coincidence. So of course all the showrunners for Luke Cage are like, Yay, our show broke Netflix, awesome. <laughs> Um, But yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: Well, I know I planned to stay up till midnight to watch it. And then Mm -hmm. I realized it was like midnight West Coast time. So that would have been 3 a.m. for me. And I was like, yeah, no, I think I'm going to go to bed.
0: I'll just watch it later. I was was very hardcore the first day because usually I watch them all in one marathon. But obviously I didn't have any internet at my place. So I've had to uh, stay at my parents'. Um, but on that that first day, I watched uh, ten episodes of Luke Cage and the second X Files movie. <laughs> which, by the end of that, my brain Why? was fried.
4: Why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because i also do a podcast on the x-files forever. with uh, i know Tommy. But, still. X, yeah.
1: but still so, uh, <laughs> but that was kind yeah, of we all really you played. could
0: have skipped over that i don't think anyone <laughs> yeah. would blame you <laughs> i really really wanted to watch more luke Cage and i was like oh i gotta stop luke Cage and watch we'll the an x-files movie <laughs> 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 you know it's kind of a downer to the end of the day but then i got to record about it so that was fun yeah um Okay, so let's get into this episode, shall we? So this is episode season one, episode one of Luke Cage. The title is "Moment of Truth," and I should say all the episodes in Luke Cage are named after songs by a little band, which I know Tammy was very excited about when you saw this. <laughs> uh, Tammy, tell us about that.
1: Um, yeah, so it's a a group rap group called Gangstar, and I looked up the lyrics for "Moment of Truth," and I thought this lyric was interesting. They say it's lonely at the top and whatever you do. You always got to watch motherfuckers around you. No one is untouchable. No man is bulletproof. We all must meet our moment of truth. So I was oh, like, oh. See like, what, what they, they did there? Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, that's a
0: good, a good choice. Yeah, we have to keep an eye on the lyrics for each episode. It does mean, however, it's probably going to be very hard for you guys to guess what's going to happen in the next episode because it's <laughs> the title of a song. Um,
5: so the yeah, lyrics the music- have been very on the nose for everything because later on there's like that song where yeah. you're talking about how he's a good man and he works two jobs and all this stuff. I was yeah. like, wow, <laughs> 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 it's
0: almost like Raphael was singing to Luke from that stage. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a little wink to the audience. Um, <laughs> some of them, I mean, I'm sure JD will agree with me. The music in this show is so freaking awesome. It... And there is a, a couple of little cameos later in the series. There's one in particular I'm thinking of, and I'm sure you know which one I mean, uh, mm. that I was really excited at. And I think you guys will, will really enjoy. Uh, but you... Yeah, the music is fantastic. Did you yeah,
4: read that I... article that came out today about who they wanted to have on?
0: Yes, and I haven't actually posted it on the Facebook group, but thanks for reminding me, because I was going to. So, apparently, um, Chihadari Koka, who's the, the showrunner, wanted Prince to be on Luke Cage. And the way that they kind of... Um, he thought was like a nice little thing to get prince maybe on the show was the inclusion of the swear jar because apparently prince had a swear jar because he was a jehovah's witness so Mm. he thought that that might kind of swing but i imagine then they would have had him performing at like the harlem paradise um but i mean that's a big gap but that would have been awesome if they had him Mm. on it yeah i don't think they have any of his tracks in the show i mean that's not really a spoiler but it would have been nice to include them yeah yeah yeah. I will say, but like, the music just plays,
3: like, a huge part in this this series. I, yeah. I don't think that's a spoiler to say either. It's,
0: yeah.
3: It is really more than any of the other Netflix shows so far. It's it's really does a great job and is used mm-hmm. really well.
0: Definitely. And I posted, I think, a, about half an hour ago on the Facebook group as well, Facebook page, sorry, that um, they're actually releasing the soundtrack tomorrow. And I think because there's been such a positive... Um, feedback on the music and it's uh, mainly the score but there are a few tracks there's the um uh the track i think it might be good man and angel that are both featured in in the harlem paradise in this episode but mainly it's the score uh, but that's out tomorrow so that's the quickest they've ever done a soundtrack so i remember the daredevil one came out at least i think a few weeks after the show and i don't know when the jessica jones one came out um But, yeah, it's got, got like, 50-odd tracks on it, so I'm pretty excited to to get that and add it to my Defenders playlist that I have, because I'm a nerd. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Yeah. uh, uh, (laughs) So that's that's pretty much all I did was look up stuff about music for this episode, because I'm so, like, into the music piece. Um, That's great, though. Yeah, so Raphael Sadiq, I I couldn't believe he was there. We already saw D-Nice was on there, and... So I'm just like blown away. Already, and we already so. had
0: like great music, um, sort of a, as an introduction to Luke Cage last se- uh, in Jessica Jones because I remember at the first scene where he was introduced, they had Ray Charles playing, which was mm-hmm. great, um, and I love that song. So yeah, I'm glad they've. I mean, they. I think the two the two kind of extra characters in this series. I, I definitely found were the music and Harlem Harlem is basically a character yeah. in this series, which I think is kind of fitting seeing as hell's kitchen is almost a character in, uh, in daredevil and Jessica Jones to some extent. Um, okay. So this episode, uh, as is the tradition, the first two episodes are usually written by the showrunner. So this episode was written by Chio Hadari Coker and directed by Paul McGuigan, who I mainly know because he directed Sherlock. Um, He's got quite an interesting visual style. Uh, he also directed the next episode. So uh, what did you guys think of the credits? Because obviously we get those first of all. I bet Tammy liked all the I... images flying over uh, Mike Coulter's abs in the credits. <laughs>
6: well,
1: that was a plus. I found them very calming. I don't know, yes.
0: like like real chill like compared to the other show's credits. Yeah. I think that's maybe why Chris has done our new theme that's really chill. <laughs> it's kind of, <laughs> when I watched the credits for this, I was like, I always found them really relaxing. Like, oh, yeah. like, mm. <laughs> like ASMR, <laughs> Marvel ASMR. Yeah. And I like the okay. yellow hue, because we've already had the red Daredevil credits and the purple Jessica Jones with the yellow Luke Cage. I'm predicting now that we're going to have green credits for Iron Fist. Yeah.
4: yeah. Isn't his yeah. costume white, white now, though?
0: Uh, I think it's white now, but they did release an image, um, uh, well, I posted an image earlier, which is of the front of an Iron Fist comic um, that's like a little exclusive. They did one for Jessica Jones last year as well. And on that, it's Iron Fist drawn in the likeness of Finn Jones, and he's wearing a a nice pair of green trousers. Ah, So I'm I'm thinking green, Mm -hmm. I think. I don't think they're going to go the full, you know, like... (laughs) Flowing ribbons coming from his his headpiece.
3: Will he have the ballerina slippers? That's what I'm
0: (laughs) hope. Because they're you know it's like it's like Luke Cage's tiara. You need a reference to the ballerina slippers. It has to be done.
4: Well, we haven't had a tiara reference yet, have we?
0: The the biggie poster. Well, well, tiara.
5: I mean, it wasn't done with. That was
0: a blingy tiara, but it (laughs) will. Yeah, yeah. Well, the show filmed under the name Tiara. The show's code name was Tiara. I'm, sorry, predicting
5: sorry, man. That, I'm predicting that Luke Cage will be eventually wearing that uh, Notorious B.I.G. Ti- tiara at some point <laughs> yeah, I just, I
1: just assumed that angle. poster which was amazing by the way um, yeah. was like a reference to the showrunner because he did the movie Notorious yes oh, he did
0: Tammy you and JD can have jobs at trivia things <laughs> I'm just not doing any trivia anymore <laughs> Only when it comes to music, that's it.
2: <laughs>
1: that's good, I had to shut I up when you guys talk about comic books, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't know what's happening.
0: <laughs> so, um, we start off in Pop's Barbershop, and we meet Pop, uh, Bobby Fish is the guy playing chess in the corner, uh, Luke is Bobby there. Bobby Fish? Well, his name's Bobby Bobby Fish. Oh, there's the Bobby Fisher joke coming up. Don't you worry. Because <laughs> at first I thought they said his name was Bobby Fisher, and I was like, what? No. <laughs> I don't think this is what Bobby Fisher looked like. <laughs> um, well, and I Lonnie... think...
3: And maybe this Go is on. an Easter egg, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if that counts, but uh, there is a character who was a foe of uh, Luke Cage called Mr. Fish... And oh, the cover is rather infamous because it says, Nobody laughs at Mr. Fish. So I don't know if this was like a subtle way of having a Mr. Fish in the show, but even if he's not really a fish monster like he was in the comic, but I, 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 well, I, 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 mean, I don't know.
0: Until like episode eight, you mean JD, where he's sitting there playing chess and then just, spoil, he just throws the jar. board across Pop's barbershop and turns into a fish monster. Yeah. Boiled jar. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler jar sorry uh we meet lonnie is the kid who's getting his hair cut shamik is the other kid uh he's getting his hair cut and uh chico is in there as well and we meet the swear jar uh the swear jar it could also be a character in the cage i think <laughs> a little swear jar um so they're talking sports, and uh, um, sports. I I know nothing about the sports. I don't even know what sport they were talking about. They sent they said the Knicks. I don't know what the Knicks play. That, Something with basketball. the ball, I guess. Basketball. Oh, okay. yeah. I'm like I don't know. Um, yeah, and uh, we see immediately that Shamik and Luke kind of are clashing over Luke's work ethic because he's kind of getting on with stuff, and uh, and yeah, and then Luke is flirted with by Lonnie's mum, but he's like, yeah, it's fine. What else? Um what did you guys so, think of this first scene? I was just gonna say
1: I noticed there was a poster for Run D- DC C uh, I'm no, sorry D S C yeah. versus Run D M C and I thought yeah. I was like, Well, they just
0: changed one letter <laughs> to... <laughs> I was actually thinking, hmm. is this a, a New York based run DMC tribute band and can we go and see them? Can we go and oh see them God, next time we're please, in New York yeah. today? <laughs> yeah but i thought i that, would I, be totally down for that yeah i was just i was like
1: staring at me i was like what is that poster and I was like what the heck is that supposed to be um that and i thought that uh the mom that was flirting with luke she looked like she was straight out of a comic book like her face was so structured I was like, <laughs> she
0: like she was just she looked like she should have been in a comic book it was really weird I'm wondering if she's gonna like turn up in in Daredevil because she's training to be a lawyer, and her name's Patty. And I was just like, that would be cool if she's like in court, you know, and you're just he like sure. that's her from Luke cage.
3: Or in maybe she thing. goes to work at, uh, with Jerry uh, or Hogarth, rather, and
0: um, she's Hogarth's new.
3: That's sports. how she. That's how he meets uh, Iron Fist. Oh, maybe these shows have enough lawyers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Too many lawyers. <laughs> um. Uh, I, I'm just going to say, I love Pop. (laughs) I love him. Yeah. Um, I love the next scene. Um, Frankie Faison is apparently best known in The Wire, which I've still not seen all of. Um, I I just love him though. And I love the the scene where him and Luke kind of, uh, he sort of immediately bonds with Luke because he mentions about his pacing and he says that's a sign of someone who's been in jail. Um, So you kind of get a feel about maybe the, you know, Pop's got a bit of a past as well. Yeah. yeah, I just love him.
5: Speaking of that, when was he in jail? I don't, I'm not clear on this.
0: Uh, anyway, um, so, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I was going to say, considering we got
1: flashbacks to jail in this episode, I'm like, well, that's going to be a storyline coming
0: up. Look guys, there's been several months between, you know, Jessica Jones, when we last saw Luke, and this season, anything could have happened.
4: Oh. How, how long has
0: it been? Um, I think it's meant to have been six months, do they say? That's or a that shame. I long can't
3: long. follow the timeline in these shows. I I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I kind of, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, but we get um, uh, a mention of Jessica shooting Luke uh, in the head. Uh, that was kind which of Which is random. kind of nice. Why?
4: Why did he just bring that up? He just brought it up so the audience would remember I, it. I guess.
0: I like, think it's for the, like the people who who haven't watched Jessica Jones. But then, if you haven't watched the other series, I don't know why you would start at this one. You know, mm-hmm. and um, I don't. Of my I culture, don't know. hello. <laughs> 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 There's always people are, like a woman. <laughs> a series with a woman. I' ain't watching that. Wow. Your, bro- so your just, brother, your brother
5: know, Matt, didn't like Jessica Jones because he doesn't like uh, what's her face, the actress. Yeah, he doesn't like Kristen Reuter.
0: Mm. Well, I'm calling you out, Kyle, because you're wrong. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, Kyle is wrong. Um, and then Pop, Pop is basically saying that Luke should go and help others like the Avengers, but he, Luke disagrees. And then we get Pop say his kind of mantra, forward, never backwards.
1: Um, I think Pop said it very much more important, <laughs> which was that the mom wanted something, a cup of something hot, dark, and bulletproof. And I was like, <laughs> yes. Yes, that is the same for me. <laughs> Tommy, you're a mom. You're a mom. You okay. could be that mom. Exactly. <laughs> Did anyone else
3: get a slightly like a feel that like beca- that reminds me like just because when we first meet Luke and Jessica Jones, he's mm-hmm. he's kind of doing one night stands. Like he, he you yeah. know hooks up with one girl, and then he hooks up with Jessica, and uh, and but he seems to not want to to. Uh, Get with Lonnie's mom for whatever reason, or at least he seems re- a little reluctant. That I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's it felt weird. a
3: little off to me. I don't know. Maybe if it's because
0: her son is standing like right there. It's kind of a weird... yeah. <laughs> or he could be having
3: like feelings about Jessica or something. I don't. I mean, but I just oh, I wish really? they maybe
5: yeah, had, but that and I got it. That, Jessica got... makes sense because then he got with that other lady. Yeah. For, mm-hmm. Soon after, I, I
1: just got the vibe like he wasn't really that into her. He didn't want her coffee, even though she wanted his coffee. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> There's like a lot it. of non-coffee coffee drinking in
5: this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like
4: <laughs> He doesn't like aggressive women.
5: He doesn't
0: like lawyers. Yeah. yeah that he doesn't. He, that, actually oh, that could, could be, be it. <laughs> because she oh, might ooh. look into his background. Ooh. Yeah, uh-huh. that might be it. Yeah. Mm,
5: she, at, I mean, she was pretty hot, but, you know. Yeah. He's like, "Eh." briefcase.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Luke bumps into Chico, who's outside and he sees that he's carrying a gun and then Chico gets in the car and leaves. And then Luke uh, starts heading for his other job. Um, And then we meet little vendor kid who I love as well. (laughs) selling (laughs) DVDs and Blu-rays of the end of the Avengers movie. Yeah. And I had to look up what he meant when he said about the big green monster, and then he said, But I ain't talking Fenway. And yeah. apparently, I didn't know that because it's a sport thing, and I don't know sport. It's the a reference to um, one of the walls, yeah, at Fenway Park, which is home of the Boston Red Sox. It's a big green wall, and they call it the Green Monster. Because oh, I would have thought, ho ho ho, Green Giant, because <laughs> I don't think who it's has sports.
1: all the sports facts today. I think it's Claire.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I know everything about sports. <laughs> everything they are generally played with a ball. Um, <laughs> yeah, says, that's no, James, just, did that's you guys notice? It. the 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 name of the
5: show, the sports show that was playing in the back?
0: Uh, uh, no, hmm. I it was, It to, said.
5: I it it said. Of... It, it said sports talk. Oh, sports <laughs> Yeah, it was,
4: it was funny. We were we were rewatching the episode for this for for well the second time or whatever. And Mel's like, "This is the only part of the episode I don't like." Uh, I'm like, "What the sports talk?" And she's like, "Yeah." And then a few more moments went by, and we noticed that on the back. <laughs> The TV, it said sports talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the TV in Pops just says exactly what's going on at any time. Yeah. Whatever they're talking about, it will say on there.
3: <laughs> I am a little surprised oh. that they that they refer to, because most of the time, they like and they've done this in the other shows, where they refer to the Avengers, they use kind of oblique terms, like the old mm-hmm. guy with the shield and everything, but they do specifically call out Tony Stark. Yeah, which I yeah. kind of liked it because it made it feel like, oh, yeah, this is set in that world, but we yeah, don't it get about Yeah, it makes it feel much
0: more... Yeah, yeah sh- exactly. It, when they use the names, it makes it feel much more linked, and there's another one they use later which is much more obscure, but I was like, oh, that's great that they... I don't know, they just seem to be mentioning stuff a bit more. I don't know if they're feeling they're feeling a bit braver, a bit more confident. Now we're on the third show, or the fourth season, you know, and they, they feel like they can do it, and it's not going to be weird I, I don't know but I, I like them doing that i think it's right
3: like, well it just never feels natural because i would it's like you know referring to let's say donald trump as the old cheeto angry cheeto i mean it's you know that's <laughs> it's a great well, i just but in casual conversation you wouldn't say it that way you
0: know yeah. uh, i don't know like jessica saying the cape wearer or whatever to describe Thor, I, it's kind of weird
5: i know what you mean though it's like it's almost like it's too clever yeah yeah, well, I
4: can understand I them it. not knowing Thor's name, maybe, but everyone in the world should know Iron Man's name. He was publicly outed. Yeah. And Captain America. simply
0: yeah, exactly. St- And Cap- Captain America's oh. a historical figure as well, you know. Like, yeah. there's, you know, he's he is publicly known. So then we get to meet uh, Ollie at the newsstand, who can smell Luke coming because Luke apparently stinks of bleach. And uh, we get a mention of Connie. And then we meet Connie in the most delightfully named Chinese restaurant I've ever seen. <laughs> That's Genghis the best name. Coddy's. Yes, I love it so much. I love Connie as well. She's so awesome. Would that truly
5: attract uh, a clientele though? If you named your restaurant after like a conqueror, like yeah. I don't know, like <laughs> don't know. would you would you go to a French restaurant named Napoleon Bonaparte? Like, you know, like yes,
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course, I would. Mel. Okay. Just just wondering. just wondering, like or Alexander the steak? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't rhyme. <laughs> I,
4: I like, I like seeing like... all these scenes of him interacting with the, the folks in Harlem, just like seeing yeah. his little community of, of people that he knows. Harlem also, feels a little bit more fleshed
3: out than we ever got of Hell's Kitchen, and maybe that's just because Harlem's a bigger neighborhood than yeah. Hell's Kitchen, but it just feels like, oh, this is, feels like a more like a real neighborhood rather than well, here's an alleyway that we can use or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. and it, it, it still feels like, I think I think one of... I mean, I don't know if it's harder to do that with Hell's Kitchen because... Well, I don't know, actually. I it, it The fact that they film in New York still makes it feel so authentic to me. Right. I love that. I love that in this scene, we see him, like, leaving Pops and he, like, crosses the street and we feel like he's just going around the corner. I mean, because he literally lives around the corner from Pops, um, you know, and it, it feels like he lives and works in that neighborhood
3: yeah Um, you almost get a sense of the geography which is
0: yeah yeah
3: i mean it's obviously it's a real neighborhood so it's not that hard but it just it's it's really neat to it makes it feel a lot more real than than i don't know i never really got a feel for matt's neighborhood
0: yeah Mm -hmm. well because i mean things like um i mean having having been there (laughs) um like the actual josie's um the turkey's nest in Williamsburg in Brooklyn is nowhere near um where they film Nelson and Murdoch's office but where from the show you would imagine they're just around the corner because it's like their work bar you know Mm -hmm. um but so you could never get a shot of them like walking around the corner to it um and the neighborhoods uh the streets don't really match either um so yeah I, I like the way they've done this I think it's really well done so we then get our first uh, entrance into the Harlem Paradise Club and Raphael Sadiq is singing and it's so good. Oh yeah. yeah. The Music. I love it so much. I I have these songs now and oh I love them so good.
4: I've never heard of this guy.
0: So he I've heard of his, from his name, group. but I've never heard his stuff before.
1: Right. This it's it's the, the late nineties, early two thousands group of Tony Tony or sorry, no, wrong Late '80s, early '90s group Tony Tony Tony. So, oh, okay. oh. I was big into Tony Tony Tony. <laughs> um, I didn't realize he had went off like after, after they had stopped performing. I didn't realize he went off and, and uh, had his own career or whatever. But um, so when after like realizing that, I went into like a Tony 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 hole and watched like <laughs> the music videos. They are so early 90s, guys. They're kind of amazing. So, um, uh, yeah, but uh, like some of their most popular songs was, um, well, Anniversary was a very popular song, and uh, Feels Good was. (laughs) If you need to watch a music video, go watch Feels Good by Tony, Tony, Tony. I will. Um, I'm going to put
0: it in the (laughs) Facebook group.
1: (laughs) It is. (laughs) It is something. And <laughs> um, and none of the guys in the band is called Tony. By the way, they just thought it I was going to say,
0: was it like Tony, 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 and Raphael? But they just, they just, just nope. It's like it's like the Heathers. There's three Heathers and a Veronica, so they are nope. just called the Heathers. <laughs> Dwayne, Ooh.
1: Raphael, and uh, I think Timothy was the other guy. Oh. <laughs> and and it's Tony T O N Y, Tony T O N I, and Tony T O N E. <laughs> so <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah they it's just thought specific. it was hmm. it was just a joke and uh, they ended up sticking with it which a lot of things i don't know a lot of things i do start off as a joke and then i end up <laughs> sticking with it <laughs> so i get it guys i'm like one with something um, like <laughs> yeah but yeah his song good man uh had come out i think in like 2011 or something so that's been out for a while but angel was specifically uh it's a new song and it just dropped i don't know if it dropped with the um with the luke cage soundtrack or it's going to be
0: a single on its own or it's part of a new I know album they've done but one it just came so out far. yeah they, they've done a a definite single as promoted as a single from luke cage um, but I don't want to say anything more about it because it's later in the series.
4: I'm really want. i really looking forward to more of this place. I like Harlem's bronze.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Harlem's yes. bronze. <laughs> I love it. I love the, the, the I, I, yeah, I love this bar. I love the blue lighting when he's singing. Um, I a love really- the little, uh, I have to find out where they film. I will I will find out like where the real uh, Har- uh, Harlem Paradise is. I, I'm imagining it's a real bar. I don't think they would have built this set from scratch. Road um, trip.
4: I was going to say, I would totally go to this place. Looks too yeah, swanky Luke's to, to walk York. into
0: it. Well, we can all go and get um, uh, nice uh, um, Indian food from the the restaurant in Daredevil Season 2 with the hanging yep. chili pepper lights that I want to go to, and then we'll go and get drinks at the Harlem Paradise. There Matt, I'm sure, I'm sure I can find you a coat that's too small for you. <laughs> <laughs>
5: and Mel, you
1: can
0: wear a dress that's too small. <laughs> yeah. So this is when we first meet. We first meet unnamed cop. We'll get to unnamed cop later, but we also meet Cottonmouth, who doesn't like being called Cottonmouth. He likes being called Cornell Stokes, but I'm just going to call him Cottonmouth because I can't say Cornell Stokes. I trip over those words in my mouth for some reason. I
5: just kept calling him Remy. Remy Dan. Remy Dan. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) From
0: House yeah. of Cards. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> See, again, he's I've like, never seen House of Cards, but I know he's famous from that But he's like in
1: everything, I feel like he's in a lot of things He's in some new yeah. movie coming out too, and I'm just like Are you seriously everywhere, dude? Like, you're really everywhere <laughs> That's
0: awesome. how you get to be the king, Tammy <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so So poor Dante is sick, and Luke has to bartend for the one night um, so there's a weird focus as well. I don't know if you guys noticed on the employee of the month thing on the door, and I even paused it as like, is that an Easter egg? But I don't think it is. It's just they kind of focused on it a couple of times, and I was thinking, is that like, is that like the the, the showrunner's like son or something? Like, it's very <laughs> weird. It feels like it's someone, but I don't know who. Um, so we also meet uh, Mariah as well, who is Mariah Dillard. Um, I have some more on her later. Um but yeah, what did you guys think of these two uh characters because we get a lot of exposition in this scene where they're chatting sort of all about money and crime and they mentioned Fisk at one point
4: I was trying
3: I to love both room. of them yeah uh, they're, I mean they're I mean they're very different, but I love how I don't know like uh, cottonmouth is just so like the the obvious gangster and mm-hmm. you know he's just you know he's That kind of almost stereotypical, um, you know, black gangster type, you know, he, you know, and not that his race necessarily has to do with it, but it's just like the, that the, the impression I get is that he wants to be like that, that image of what everybody thinks of when they think of that, Mm -hmm. that and, but and Mariah is almost the exact opposite. She just wants to look legitimate. She wants to be so like squeaky clean, even if she, you know. Has to go. She isn't
0: <laughs>
3: well, and using antibiotic gel as soon as she's done touching a kid or something. I mean, she's
1: yes. Oh, I love. Uh, it. I love we'll talking about that scene. I would ugh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, all the <laughs> all, we'll all the antibacterial.
3: It. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I I think that. But I mean, both of them. Like I just. Cottonmouth. I mean, just the way he looks, he has this kind of snaky look to him. Even,
0: it's I mean, like I don't a, know a green suit on as well, like that. Green yeah, suit. He's just, which is like uh, with the I snake name slick. as well, kind of goes. You're right. Yeah.
5: yeah, it's funny that you say that you say that because the shades guy later, when he dramatically took off his sunglasses, I was almost expecting <laughs>
0: that he would have snake eyes for some reason. Yeah.
5: <laughs> snake eyes,
0: <laughs> 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 or he would have a thriller eyes like at the end of the Michael Jackson yes! thriller video. <laughs>
1: I just thought like his eyes would be all crazy somehow, like maybe they would, I don't know, be crossed or like one one eye going in the, the other direction. I didn't or know. he's only got
0: one eye, like he's got a yeah. Cyclops eye in the middle. Well, yeah, actually, but, in the
1: comics,
3: he yeah
6: he actually had, oh then
0: we'll get to we'll get to oh okay, we'll I'm sorry because that's that's what I was expecting when it happened, and yeah. I I want to I want to um, yeah I want to uh, throw that at you guys later once we talk about shades a bit later. But I know exactly what you're gonna say, JD, and I'll let you say it later, because I think that's hilarious. Um, anyway, so, uh, so yeah, Luke is flirting with unnamed cop. Um, sh- what what name do you want to call her for the moment, guys? Until you know her name, Matt. Uh, what does she look like?
4: What does she look like?
0: <laughs> yeah. What What name do you want to give her?
4: Oh, Foxy Brown.
0: Foxy Brown, okay. So so Luke is flirting with Foxy Brown at the bar. (laughs) And I love Foxy Brown's dress, by the way. It's so pretty, even though it is a little bit small, maybe. (laughs) Um, And I definitely couldn't get away with wearing it. So uh, this is when we also find out, because it kind of cuts back and forth, we find out that uh, Cottonmouth is doing this deal with the Puerto uh, Puerto Ricans. Um, that they've been trying to do this deal like the family for a long time, but he's the one who's just managed to sort it out, and that's with this guy called Domingo. Um, and then while this is going on as well, we see this deal going down where um, there, were meant, there was meant to be this these weapons uh, sold to the Puerto Ricans for all this money, but it's interrupted by a masked gang uh, with with guns that leads into this gunfight And we have realised that it's Shamik, Dante And Chico And that's where Dante is on his sick night Uh Yeah this is like we, I don't know we haven't had that many I don't feel like we've had that many out and out Well we've had guns in Daredevil I don't know I feel like guns play such an important part In this show
6: Because mm-hmm. you haven't
0: really got much Of the like as much of the martial arts Going on obviously you get with Daredevil Um but it's kind of, I don't know, I found it quite shocking that in this first episode, like, we get Shamik just out and out killing Dante.
6: Well, like, no, shoots yeah.
0: him. I was just like, what? Yeah.
4: Well, there's no mystical ninjas, you just resort to guns. Yep.
0: Yeah, exactly. Hands and muscle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, that was my dog. Someone agreed. Ah. <laughs> One of the dogs agreed. Uh, so, meanwhile, in the Harlem Paradise, Foxy Brown is watching Cottonmouth very closely, um, and Luke says he ponders a woman, and I was like, that is the cheesiest, weird thing I've ever heard. Like, what does he say? He's like, uh... Oh, I got what is it. it? Like, um, oh, go on, go on. You can do it right now, it's fine. Yeah, yeah.
3: Dumb men like little girls. Me, I ponder a woman.
0: <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay, Luke.
5: <laughs> I thought it was very effective, though. Because yeah. it, it's nice It's nice to hear a guy say something like that, you know? Yeah. If because it was somebody else, nice it could have been
3: really cheesy. I think Mike Coulter sells it. I yeah. think yes. his performance, yeah. he's able to say a lot of what? things. Just be, and you're like, so I accept this because he is awesome. Yeah.
5: yeah.
1: I, I really like their interactions together and, like, the playfulness they have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even just the whole thing, like, well, uh, you're not getting a tip and like that kind of stuff just, it made me
0: laugh. I would just said the same thing to him if he's like, oh, you're a bit oh, older. Yeah, I would have been sure. like, uh, there's there goes your tip, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just seemed very real
1: to me versus, uh, you know, me who was just taken in by my culture. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're just making big dreamy eyes at him. Yeah, pretty much. All <laughs> hearts appearing in your pupils. Yeah, I had to watch the
1: episode a second time just so I could actually
0: watch the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at one point, uh, Can, uh, Candice, who works in the club, asked Luke to help her serve um, Cottonmouth because she's a bit creeped out by him. And that's when um, Cottonmouth offers Luke a job, presumably as security, I'm guessing, or muscle. Uh, but Luke declines. Um, and then we see I, that Dante wasn't killed immediately. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I thought
1: that whole interaction told me more about, like, what Cottonmouth was like and his, his men were like. Just mm-hmm. the fact that she works there. She's there, you know, so presumably on a regular basis. And she just knows and is creeped out to even go up there by herself. And it's like the moment she's up there, even with um, Luke. It doesn't matter. Like the other guys, are already starting to like creep up on her and kind of yeah, touch her. Totally. And she's got to... Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's so gross. And I'm like, oh, that's what these guys are like. So it's, cool.
0: it's like yeah. this really classy club, you know, like they have yeah. this front of this classy club, but it's so sleazy and horrible. And it's, yeah, it, which is perfect for you know, uh, that's Cottonmouth as well. You know, yeah. he wants this front, but uh, it's yeah,
5: yeah. i man. I'm sorry, was that guy named after that? Tony, Tony, Tony.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's a big fan. He, he's like, Oh, I'm going to be, it's going to be Tony, 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 Tone. <laughs> I was wondering, I didn't realize his name until later in the episode. And I was just writing question mark in my notes. And then later on it said in the subtitles tone. And I was like, Oh, that's his name. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I couldn't remember. I was actually w- <laughs> wondering during the
5: whole upstairs scene, like, how do people write scenes like this? Like, do they have to hang out with like gun runners? You know, like yeah. they made it seem so convincing. Get I was the like, lingo down. yeah, to get the lingo down. I was like, is this lingo accurate? Like, I don't know. I'm not a gun runner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing though, that like Ch- uh, Chio, um, Chio Coca, the showrunner is like a fan of, um, Like films like Scarface and stuff because they reference them in that scene at Pops, you know, which is why Al Pacino is one of the only white guys on the list uh, that gets a free haircut in Pops, which I like. (laughs) Um, So I'm guessing he's like a big fan of this kind of, you know, films and, you know, that kind of thing. He's well, and the
3: the series has a reminds me a lot of The Wire, which I have not watched all of, but Mm -hmm. I it uh, and I I mean, if wasn't for the fact that there's a guy who's bulletproof in it you almost could just consider this like another season of the wire set somewhere else it's yeah. uh, yeah. set in harlem so um yeah I, I think that that's they probably are big fans of that type of um genre and probably have studied up on it quite a bit
0: yeah
3: or maybe yeah. he has a secret history as a gun runner maybe. i He's don't
0: know <laughs> <laughs> we're not saying anything um the views of JD do not represent the <laughs> cars <Avengers podcast, laughs> just saying. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is where, uh, outside, Luke is kind of walking Foxy Brown home. And uh, and then uh, he says again he doesn't like coffee. And then we get a bit of a steamy session. <laughs> um, uh, wait, wait, was, uh, he, he wasn't
1: walking her home. Well, he now, asked he her if she was getting on the bus because he was walking to the bus. Uh, I was like, she no. is not getting on a bus with that dress.
4: Claire. I'm sorry. Claire, I should have, I instead of Foxy Brown, I should have named her after Pam Greer's other movie, Coffee. Aww. Oh,
0: she, she's coffee yeah. from now on. She's coffee, okay, cool. What did you think? Well, he says he doesn't like coffee, but in the next scene he definitely likes coffee. Because, oh my. Yeah. Um, also, we get a Miles Davis poster, which I thought was cool. But uh, anyway, that's not the most important thing in the scene. I bet Tammy was jumping up and down in her chair yeah. at um, Mike Quarter getting shirtless. I
1: was, but you know what? Uh, I focused on her boobs. My God, she has amazing boobs.
0: I know. Oh, <laughs> I was looking as well.
1: Oh, I, was just I like, do not mind uh, saying
0: I, I am officially in love with this actress. Oh, my yeah. God. She's so gorgeous.
1: I was yeah, like, okay, so no either it's just her boobs or that bra is amazing.
0: I would love that bra. <laughs>
5: it's like, one
1: that, that bra was so
0: pretty anyway. It was really pretty yeah, bra. like
5: really toned body. I was impressed. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yes, really I mean, I I obviously uh, uh, looked at Luke Cage as well, but she really, <laughs> I feel like, stole that scene. <laughs> <or> <laughs> those boobs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean. Uh, it the was boobs one of those,
3: solo
1: scene. Yeah, they really, they really did. I was like, I, I, don't know where her face or her eyes are because look at those boobs. I just
5: can't. <laughs> so well. whenever, whenever uh, Matt and I watch TV and a sex scene comes on, Matt inevitably, if a, uh, a butt is grabbed, he'll go wamp or, <laughs> <laughs> or just, like fart sounds. And then it, when, when Luke was was like touching, grabbing her boob. Matt was like, "Hack!" <laughs> <laughs> so inevitably, every sex scene that we watch is ruined by
4: Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I must be uncomfortable at something. <laughs>
5: this
4: is, like, these Marvel shows are basically like, the sex scenes are basically like softcore porn. <laughs> yeah,
1: they really yeah. I mean, I didn't feel like this was as graphic as him and Jessica at all. Like, this was tame.
0: Well, because he cause... didn't go in the back door in this one. No. No. She, Jessica. <laughs> <You know. laughs> oh dear, sorry. <laughs> um, so, I also,
1: like, afterwards, she really kind of was like, all right, I gotta go, see you, bye. <laughs> I know, she was, like,
5: not into it.
0: Yeah, uh, Yeah. I'll, you know, don't call me, I'll call you, type thing. Yeah. You know, I have to go to my job as an auditor, okay? Yeah. That's a weird <laughs> lie. Fair enough. Um, but also interestingly, Luke is having a nightmare about like a fight being in prison, and apparently when he wakes up, he he's said that uh, the names Shade and what was it, Comanche? Comanche. Yeah. So obviously we get a little reference to Shades later as well, under his breath. The next morning we see that coffee is a total liar, liar, pants on fire. And is not an auditor at all because she turns up at this crime scene uh, where her partner, um, uh, Raphael Scarf, that's his name, played by Frank Wally, 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 uh, is looking at the bodies of the dead Puerto Ricans. I just want to do a note about this guy. I, as soon as I knew he was in it, I really wanted them to do a reference to his role in Pulp Fiction, just to have someone say to him, say what again? Say what again? Because he's that guy. <laughs> In uh, in Pulp Fiction, but also um, this guy in a, a film, a kids film that I don't know if you guys have seen. I don't think Tammy's seen it. Called Little Monsters. Do you remember that film? Oh yeah, I've seen I sort of remember it. Yeah. Oh, you have seen that film with like Howie uh, Mandel and Chris yes, Savage? Exactly. This guy is the villain in that, and he scared the crap out of me when I was a
6: kid because <laughs> he
0: was like dressed as like a little boy in shorts. Ah, and like, yeah? oh, and, yeah. and had like a pinned like a, a pinned oh. on like face as a mask it was like a face yeah. that pinned on but then he had like the back of his head was a bug and then later on the face gets ripped <laughs> off and he's got like this horrible bug face and it scared the absolute shit out of me um so that's d- what I always think of him as can we do this as like
5: uh uh an extra episode <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. little monsters yes. <laughs> sure <laughs> I will relive my childhood trauma <laughs> if I can get over my trauma of watching It and Jeff Goldblum in the fly I can get over little monsters <laughs> um, so we see that Dante's obviously now dead uh, and Coffee recognises uh, him as she knows his mum oh, so poor Dante yeah um hmm. meanwhile Cottonmouth is on the phone to domingo to co- try and convince him that it wasn't an inside job and then <laughs> enter shades <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Go. say how
3: much i love him
0: i love shade so much <laughs> i You're was like i think my thought. my first comment when i was watching this episode once i finished this episode i was talking to our listener rebecca and i think my my comment was something like I love shades. He's such a little shit because he just really is. Is he
4: supposed to be a little shit? Because otherwise he looks miscast to me.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I just (laughs) love him. He's just like, I don't know. He just kind of like waltzes in and is like, yeah, I was sent by Diamondback. Uh, I'm in charge Um, and I have to take my shades off to see if you're lying to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know these, I just I love his weird performance are all these
4: snake people like actual characters in the <laughs> comic
0: <Snake>. they're actually <laughs> snake people they're reptoids <laughs> <laughs> because I thought I thought all these,
4: I thought there was a bunch of snake named people in Marvel but I thought they're all women I thought there's like three women like a uh, viper and other people there and, is yeah there's, there's yeah. also
0: um, like um there, there's loads there's like steel serpent there's um there's Viper, there's... I'm trying to think of the other one. There's, like, loads. Madame Hydra is kind of, like, snaky. Hmm. There's, like, tons of them. It just reminds me of, like, having the mention of, like, um, Diamondback and Cottonmouth reminds me of, like, Kill Bill. You know, yeah. The snake, the snake names. And one of them was called Cottonmouth as well.
3: Yeah.
4: When
0: are we going to meet meet Black Mamba? <laughs> um,
3: I think we saw that in the uh, sex scene earlier.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So this is where. Well, speaking where, of the sex um, scene, I,
4: I forgot oh, to bring up the uh, the morning after in the sex scene. The music was all like old timey detective. It was oh, like a, it was, it was, it was like oh, a gumshoe music.
0: <laughs> we get weird music later as well in a in a scene um, where uh, Cotton um, Cottonmouth uh, kills um, the kid, and I think the music goes like a weird like military drum beat for a minute. I was like, what is this? This is really weird. Um, it was kind of cool. Like some of the the school music is is a bit strange, but I don't know. It kind of fits. Uh, well, so JD, he, why? why
5: right, what, okay. I was gonna say
0: right <laughs> oh, when they
1: introduce. Sorry, when they introduce Shades, they um, and he, they make a joke about um, fake ass Ray Charles, Charles or something, and he takes off his glasses you're and, and my like. Oh, sorry. And it sounds like the beginning oh shit, I forgot about quotes. Uh, it's, <laughs> um it sounds like the beginning of Daredevil. Like the yeah, piano I, I, <laughs>
0: there. I really think the Luke Cage like score like has really sounds like Daredevil at some point. The little doo doo like that bit. Yeah. And I was like, is it because
1: they're talking about Ray Charles and he's blind and terrible?
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you remember that other
1: blindie, Matt Murdoch? <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> that would be very strange.
1: <laughs> and I was but it was weird. it was the only time I noticed it, and I was like, well, that's a weird place to put that music.
3: <laughs> oh, didn't you know that Shades is uh, Matt's long lost twin yeah. brother Mike Murdoch?
0: <laughs> <laughs> he is Mike Murdoch. <laughs> if he was Mike Murdoch, he'd be wearing like crazy, like green. Oh God! Sunglasses yeah. that are shaped like stars or something, and a and a quirky hat. <laughs> so when Shades takes off his his shades, JD, I was really hoping something ridiculous would happen, which didn't because of something that happens in the comics. Do you want to tell these guys? We can have an early Easter egg
3: in the comics shades originally appears and he's just a normal criminal he comes back a, a little while later around the time that it, the comic becomes power man and iron fist he and he's been upgraded so that way he has cyclops laser visors uh as, <laughs> and that he wears on all times and they're basically they look like almost exactly like cyclops's you know visor ex- except uh, they're the source of the power instead of The mutant—he's not a mutant, but uh, so he and he has his friend Comanche, who has a bow and arrow that shoots explosive arrows,
6: Mm. Uh
3: (laughs) and it is so cheesy. I mean, because they were like I said, they started off as just regular criminals, and then they come back with these horrible costumes and this really weird, yeah, gimmicky like powers, and I absolutely love it.
0: (laughs) It's kind of like in Dead Ever Wed, where Turk wants an upgrade, so steals the uh, Stilt Man <laughs> outfit <there> and goes on a <laughs> rampage as Stilt Man, and it's just insane. It's great, yeah. So Shades, it would have been great if Shades just I, like shot laser beams at mouth and took him out. I, I half
3: expected some sort of laser, you know, like glowy red eyes or something, but not so much
0: <laughs> yet. Um,
3: not until episode nine.
0: Yeah, that's definitely Yeah, the last scene. Uh, so, meanwhile, at Pop's, uh, Luke uh, finds out about Dante's death, and he and Pop uh, discuss it. And Pop's saying about how he is, you know, he tries to get the kids off the streets um, you know, by giving them hope. That's what he wants to do, wants to give these kids hope. And then they talk about the fact that they know it was Shamik and Chico that were with him. Uh, then we get Tammy's favourite scene uh, with Mariah. Doing a new segment with uh, some local kids in Harlem. And then immediately using hand sanitizer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why is she touching everybody's hair? Why? Every single kid, she either pulls on their hair, she plays with their hair, she touches their hair. It is so gross. I'm like, Stop making their hair! Like, kids have lice. (laughs) Quit it? Like, don't do that. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) <laughs> no wonder she used hand sanitizer. Like I also all. didn't
5: understand. Like I was like, she's like, she's like, you know, being friendly with all these kids of different races, like white kids, black kids, you know, Hispanics, whatever. And then she, they're like, oh, uh, what's that? Keep Harlem black. Keep Harlem black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Get you out, know, everyone. Like, else. It's, like, I was like a little bit confused. I was like, these messages are conflicting, aren't they? Like, yeah. is
4: that her public? Is that her public slogan, or do they only hand that out to black people with those pamphlets, or what?
5: Like, I feel like it would get out at some point to everybody that she's telling people this.
3: Yeah, I suspect um... it's less about the the race yeah. per se, and more about okay. the the culture uh, wanting to yeah. keep Harlem from being gentrified. You know, okay, uh, but, but I don't. I don't know if they ever uh, explicitly explain that. I think it's I just like more. Feel like
5: there's a better way to say that, though. Do you know Most what I mean? Most
3: likely,
1: yeah. <laughs> and I think I mean well. What the thug guys like? I can't. You know, she—they're just going around doing whatever to collect money. But the when she talks about it, she's almost saying it more like to. I think to latch on to Black Lives Matter, and because mm-hmm. she actually says that, and then she talks mm-hmm. about you know. Well, black businesses matter and you know all this stuff and it's almost like she's taking that and using it as her personal platform which is really gross mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but that's kind of the way i took it not so much as you know down on other races but she's stealing this thing that's so popular to kind of boost her politically right in harlem you know yeah
3: mm-hmm. yeah she might but have a, if she can... was somewhere else she'd have a completely different com- Put yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She's just taking whatever's advantage of whatever is popular.
0: Yep. Okay. We can talk about how, um, you know, this this show came out at the moment as well with you know, after the whole Black Lives Matter and that's um the sort of recent events with a lot of the um uh, the guys getting killed by cops recently, you know, that's been in the news. It definitely yeah. is something that comes up in the show. Because um, obviously it's you you wouldn't be able to not touch on it in this show. Um,
1: well, I yeah, I it's... think and I, and I read somewhere because like it I noticed it in like the whole thing with him wearing the hoodie and all that stuff and that that really is purposefully a homage to Trayvon Martin and I was mm-hmm. like oh that makes sense and I kind of like that because poor Trayvon Martin is like was this kid this skinny mm-hmm. little like I'm well, not little he was tall but you know this thin. Waif of a dude. I mean, he was, and here's Luke Cage, kind of this homage, but he's so big and he's bulletproof, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's. I don't know. I think it's such a, a great, a great thing they're able to do with this character. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's definitely but, something that it, it, they, they go into. They're, they're very aware of that, and. Um, Particularly, I think, in the next episode, uh, there's a speech, I think it's in the next episode, um, that I thought was really good uh, and very powerful in kind of touching on that sort of respect. Um, But, yeah, we'll get to that in the next episode, hopefully. If it is in the next episode, I can't remember. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So... Shamik isn't exactly being subtle about having lots of money now because he's in a strip club just kind of throwing money everywhere. Um, so um, it's kind of like, I you love know. that healthy stripper. <laughs> I think
1: it's <he> <laughs> an it or something. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that girl is healthy and I like it. <laughs>
0: Keep it up, girl. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> um, so when Luke gets back to Connie's, um, Gag is Connie's, Uh, He's approached by uh, Cottonmouth's crew and then he's given one of Mariah's leaflets. It's kind of what you mentioned. Um, We get like a lot of kind of quick scenes here because immediately after that we get, we see Cottonmouth in his office playing like jazz on an organ to some of his ladies. Yes, what a bizarre scene. He's a cool cat. (laughs) I don't think I would be swooning (laughs) at that (laughs) music. I don't know. I would maybe be if it was like the the uh, Raphael Sadiq song earlier because I love that. But this well, is they look bit... so bored. Yeah,
4: they
5: look bored, not swooning. Well, right? yeah,
0: they're like, mm, eh. okay. <laughs> whenever anyone plays an organ, it's kind of churchy for me. <laughs>
5: they're just putting up with it because he's damn rich.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That's like, true. Yeah, where's my money?
0: <laughs> 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 um, then uh, Shamik arrives at the club because Tone has gone to get him. And he's arrived to speak to Cottonmouth and Luke is listening. And then (laughs) Luke sees Shades and we get another flashback to prison. And one thing I really hate, I really hate when they put in like a a, a, sort of like some. they say something to explain a situation and they don't need to because we hear him go, Shades. And I'm like, no, don't do it. (laughs) <laughs> don't do it, Luke. It's just the
3: person it. that the audience has already yeah. been introduced to.
0: Exactly. It's like you don't need to say it. We can tell he recognises him. We get another and one we as well. Where pacing as end. well. Exactly. And like we, we also like he, he's pacing, and then he's like, he didn't recognise you. I was like, don't. Like you don't need to say this. We can work it out. i it's one of my real bugbears with shows. I don't like Although, it.
1: When he said that, he doesn't even recognize you. I'm like, is he going crazy? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> it, was really, it was really not done well like
0: that yeah. not at all. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Um, another thing I, that made me laugh as well in the next scene, uh, we're in Cottonmouth's office, and this is where he does his little monologue about his uh, biggie poster. He's like, you like my biggie poster? <laughs> Um, but we see him there's the great shot that's in was in the trailer (laughs) um before it it was released where he stands and you know the crown's perfectly above his head but of course I'm watching it going how long did he have to practice that like so was he there going hey tone tone just tell me tell me where I have like so so is it above my head like if I stand here what how about here? here here no tone tell me like, it's a perfect. Okay, cool. And then he's like. Now, now what if, floor, if he's, he's like 5'4
3: like like... instead of like, you know, 6 feet? I, or... Exactly.
0: <laughs> I'm I like, just,
1: yeah, he has to. lower that. the poster down. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, that imagery um, of him walking up and then wearing that crown so is
0: good. incredible. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Love it. So great. It just sums up this character. Uh, just wants <laughs> to be a, the king. Yeah. Um, so this is where he's, uh, he wants his money and he's, uh, he's doing anything to kind of get it. And Shamik is kind of cocky till the end and spits in his face and it's like, what are you doing? Um, and then we what get up- the, the what?
5: What is up with the, mar- uh, yeah, so, so we get that scene where he gets beaten to death. Oh, what up- so gross.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I'm like, why, what is that, uh,
5: all, are all the villains good, going to be? beat their victims to death. I mean, first we had, like, <laughs> uh, Fisk going all Fisk. Donkey Kong on his victims, and now we have... <laughs> now we have uh, Cottonmouth just, like, oh, yeah. shit out of everybody.
1: And it's, like, it's, it's like, like, I can actually laugh at, because it is so Donkey Kong, like, yeah. this dude? Yes. I was super disturbed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's and the, the noises south, that make off, it, like, south. both times. Oh, like, when Fisk killed him, you know, Anatoly with the car door as well, it's the sounds, because you just start hearing a squelch, and then you hear the crunching, and it's like, oh!
4: <laughs> except it's it's, so horrible. It's, except it's not that scary, really, because what can this guy do against Luke Cage? I mean, you know, if Luke Cage yeah. goes against him, what's any Luke Cage at this point?
5: Luke
0: Cage has got but to have gonna some... to tickle per- him to death. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> He's very ticklish.
5: I just, I also, I want to know how, how that works, like, his skin, like, so, can he never clip his nails? Can he never get a haircut? Can he, well, like. His
0: skin's unbreakable. I don't think his hair is. I feel like Although... unbreakable skin would be
5: so impossible.
4: <laughs> nails are obviously. made of hair. Aren't I they? know. Oh,
0: yeah, they are. Yeah. I was just
5: wondering, like, how come his hair isn't affected by this? I don't know. Co- comic book
0: science. <laughs> 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 so
5: question And also,
0: like, most expect. of. Most of dust is human skin, so if he's flaking little bits of skin, you could like collect all those bits of skin and like, like stick them together and make like a a shield, like Captain America's shield that'd be unbreakable. And I, I mean, I guess <laughs> Luke cage's that, skin, that
1: they're not unbreakable because they went through his eyeball, right?
0: Um, they and, went through the side of his eyeball, yeah, not through uh, the eyeball. Uh, you well, know? uh, either way, gross. <laughs> so it's just yeah. a surface that's
5: unbreakable then, it seems. Yeah
0: yeah <clears throat> anyway uh, moving on i <laughs> guess we're not supposed um, to talk <laughs> first rule of first rule of defenders podcast is you don't talk about luke cage's skin i guess i don't know yeah, don't, don't
3: upset claire otherwise you'll end up like well how's robin doing
0: yeah, yeah. I'll send you to Hell's Kitchen. It's like Anthony in the cornfield in Twilight Zone. I'll send you to Hell's Kitchen.
5: By the way, I didn't get to say this because you know I wanted to let Tammy gush over uh, Luke Cage, but but he does have like really beautiful skin.
0: Yeah, he really does. He's, like,
5: very shiny
0: and very smooth. Also, he hasn't got so much of a of a pooch as he did in Jessica Jones. mail, did you notice? What? He hasn't got so much of a pooch as he did in Jessica Jones.
5: No, I thought his pooch was still there. It's like <laughs> I was little, like, oh, it's it's little still
0: poochy. It's yeah. really so poochy. I love his pooch. Oh. Oh,
1: so am I, so I'm okay with
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Luke is pacing in the apartment he's packing to leave, and this is where we get a flashback to Reva, and we're like, oh, yeah, we remember her. Um, and he goes to the bathroom and he's a creature of habit because he still keeps a photo of Reaver in his bathroom cabinet. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Yeah. It's a weird place to keep it. It's kind of like, I'm going to look at you while I brush my teeth, okay?
1: I mean, I guess if you have so many ladies (laughs) in and out of your apartment, you're not going to, like, keep a framed photo of her, but still. (laughs) True. Like, keep it in a drawer or something, like, I don't know. (laughs) Bathroom cabinet (laughs) just seems weird to me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Um. Um, so in the next scene, Scarf and Coffee, Officer Coffee, um, are at the crime scene and have found Shamik. Um, Scarf thinks Benjamin Franklin was a fool. <laughs> I was like, Scarf you're an idiot. <laughs> Only presidents should be on like notes. Okay. Um, speaking of which, by the way, England has now uh, we've now got a new five pound note which is plastic and see through and awesome, and will never fall apart. And so, America. I'm just saying, you you guys need to catch up with us.
1: <laughs> All right,
0: Brexit. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. oh. Get rid of those gross dollar bills. Ugh, gross. Gross, um, gross. 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 Uh, gross. <laughs> Scarf says that they should really go and talk to Luke because Luke replaced Dante on the uh, the night Dante was killed. Um, and obviously, Officer Coffee's like, I barely talked to him. Uh, whatever. <laughs>
1: Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like five times doesn't give it away
0: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um we uh we see uh, some quick shots we see like chico is in the hotel room with his money mariah's making some flyers and cotton uh cotton mouth is bloody with half the money um and then back at Genghis Connie's, in the last scene, we see Cottonmouth's men threatening Connie, um, wanting uh, contributions to be given, and then Luke comes to the rescue, and we finally get some Luke Cage fight action, mm. and we get an awesome shot, which was in the trailer of the the fist, like a- Amos's fist, like crumples against Luke's face. So yeah. it was. Yeah, it was
1: an amazing uh, fight scene or
0: action scene, but it was really a funny scene. <laughs> It was funny. Particularly as it's like one minute they're like, Oh, I think he thinks he's gonna bring it and then it's like and then Luke really does bring yeah. it. Like <laughs> throws a guy with one hand through the window. I don't even <laughs> I like
4: these Yeah. Yeah. Did uh catching the did catching that bullet uh hurt him a little bit?
0: I can actually answer this because there was an interview with um Mike Coulter and it's it's really cool. Like I wish you guys could watch it except it does have spoilers in it, I think. Um, but it was like a live chat because um, Kristen Ritter and Charlie Cox and Finn Jones all kind of popped in as well. Um, And it's the first time that Finn Jones and Mike Coulter have actually talked, which is really cool because they're obviously going to be all in the defenders together. But someone asked him that and he said that um, it, in his opinion, it was something that had never happened before. He'd never wrapped his hand around a gun and it went off in his hand. So it, to him, the pain level was like a sting, and it kind of surprised him. So he was mm-hmm. kind of acting like, like ouch, but also kind of surprised and a bit annoyed. <laughs> That's how he said he decided to play it, like almost like a bee sting.
3: Interesting.
0: <laughs> kind of makes
3: sense that if he, I mean, he's obviously not, you know, he can he can still feel. So
0: mm-hmm. it
3: makes sense that he could still be hurt. It just wouldn't necessarily penetrate the skin.
1: Mm-hmm. So I uh, You have to think Claire... of like what could hurt him. Yes. Just because I know you, you've watched this famous Amos. Uh, he played Shug <laughs> Knight in Straight Outta Compton. Oh, nice! So realize. yeah, because when I was watching it, I was like, "Who's that guy?" And then when I looked over, I'm like, "Oh, that's Shug Knight. That's right." Oh,
0: Knight. Su- oh, that's cool. Awesome. Straight Outta Compton. Awesome film, by the way. Yeah. Out, everyone. Amazing. 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 Um, so Connie is very thankful and tries to give Luke some money. Um, but her husband's not so happy because, yeah, these guys are probably going to come back, and also Luke destroyed their window, so <laughs> you know, it's a necessary <laughs> to destroy. Yeah, the you didn't really have to throw the girl through the window, Luke. Like, um, and they say they want to hire him, but he says he's uh, he says no, and then the hoodie goes up, and we end the episode. So that was episode one, guys. Yay! Uh, I was going to say, what did you think? But we're going to rate it in a minute, so don't tell me. Um, <laughs> do you guys want some Easter eggs? There are quite a few for this first episode.
3: Yes! Awesome. Okay. Yum, yum, yum.
0: Right, ready? I hope you haven't eaten too much chocolate so far this week. Okay. So, Luke Cage, um, he was, uh, I think I've covered some of this when we did Jessica Jones. He was created by Archie Goodwin, John Romita Sr., and George Tus- uh, Tusker. Uh, he was the first black superhero to headline his own title, which is very cool. Um, and he was created in 1972, I say. <laughs> I believe it was 1972. Yes, 1972. Sounds right. <laughs> yes. I mean, Luke Cage, hero hero for hire. Um, the hoodie he wears at the end is yellow and black. It's got yellow yeah, interior of the hood, um, the black outside, and it teases his traditional yellow and black garb that he wears um, Luke jokes at the end of the episode that he isn't for hire and that echoes his first comic book series title which was Luke Cage, Hero for Hire and how his team up with Iron Fist was later titled which was Heroes for Hire um, in the same kind of way Pop jokingly calls Luke Power Man, which is the codename Luke went by in the 70s it's a bit of an e- I, whenever anyone's like oh I'm going to call myself Superman or Power Man, I'm like Get over yourself. <laughs> like you're not that great. I'm <laughs>
3: Ultimate Man.
0: Well, it came out of like in
3: the comics. He he was like somebody was like, why? How did you do that? And he's like, Black Power Man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Power Man. I <Not> like that. <laughs> I love that's how they always get their names. Where they they'll say something and then they're like, Hey, uh, I'm like a Spider Man. Hey, Spider Man. I like that. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's so cheesy. Um, Luke's uh, comment that he doesn't curse Is very different from the comics Um, Even the 70s comics Wouldn't obviously allow swearing It was very apparent when he was swearing So this is where things like Sweet Christmas came from So he would come up with all these Kind of ways to get around Swearing in the comics um, Which I'm sure um, You saw a lot of He just didn't want to put money into the swear jar yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't want to put money in the sweat jar. He's just, he's just really, really tight. T- he's just really tight. Um, so Mariah, known in the comics as Black Mariah, was introduced in Luke Cage Hero for Hire number 5 in 1973 and she was very different. Z, um, um, do you want to comment on, on her at all? <laughs>
3: um, imagine a morbidly obese woman who stole... Money and stuff from corpses because she had a fake uh, ambulance. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! And basically, that was her gi- gimmick: was that she just was a really fat woman, and that uh, that and yeah, not not the best character in the world. Uh, very different than how it's portrayed here, and for the better.
0: Until episode four, where she steals an ambulance. I mean,
3: well, and. And she eat, starts eating a whole lot of um, the McDonald's, so...
0: They do really good food at the Harlem Paradise. What the hell? <laughs> what is going on in that comic book cover? Uh, oh, you're looking at her. I, I think I know the one you're looking at, actually. It's, oh, it's oh, so she's, crazy. like, high-fiving, like, this other yeah.
3: leaf. Yeah. That's yeah, so, uh, the new series. That was actually... she's actually a lot better in that one, that, that new version. That...
0: Yeah, and the old one just is oh, it's ridiculous. So Cornel Stokes, Cottonmouth, appeared in Power Man eighteen in nineteen seventy four, um, and in the comics uh, version, he kind of has ties with Luke Cage's past. So we'll see if that comes up in this show. Um, the on on Den of Geek, where I get my Easter eggs, it also pointed out in the comics, just like in the show, he is a very natty dresser.
6: <laughs> 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 so
0: I was like, okay. And I think he has, like, metal teeth, like a grill or something in the comic, doesn't he? he?
3: Yeah, I think he's he's got, like, sharpened teeth or something, yeah. Something like that,
0: yeah. He's kind of weird looking. Um, So, uh, there's a character I can't talk about yet, but uh, Raphael Scarf um, is a character in the comics, uh, which is Officer Coffee's uh, partner. He appeared in Marvel (laughs) Premiere number 23 in 1975, and apparently he's still alive, and kicking around in the Marvel Universe now. So he's like quite a big character. I'd never heard of him. But uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Shades, another character, um, appeared in the first issue of Luke Cage number one uh, in 1972. And later on went to have laser blasting sunglasses. In. <laughs> <Love>. <laughs> and there's two more. Um, The fictional Marvel Cinematic Universe network, uh, television network, WJBP TV is mentioned when um, Mariah is being interviewed. And uh, the person interviewing her, the character's name is Megan McLaren, who appeared in Thunderbolts number one in 1997. So even she is like a Marvel character.
6: That is and obscure, the last even one, for me.
0: <laughs> I'm getting worn out. <laughs> the last one is we get a mention of the weapons that Diamondback is selling. And it's said that they are Justin Hammer tech. Um, and I don't know if you guys recognize the name Justin Hammer. You would know the actor who played him in uh, Iron Man uh, 2 because he did appear in Iron Man 2. And he was played by Sam Rockwell. And he was like the kind of poor man's Tony Stark that was also a weapons developer, but just developed crap and teamed up with um, Whiplash, uh, with Mickey Rourke, to try and take down Iron Man. I don't know if you guys remember him. Uh-uh. Sorry. He's Sam Rockwell, <laughs> so he was delightful. Sam yeah. was always delightful. I love him. So those were your Easter eggs, guys. I hope you're Thanks. you're full up. I know it's a lot of, of Easter eggs to eat, and you've had a bit of a break. You're going to have to start going to the gym a bit more, I'm afraid, guys. <laughs> Cologne's gym, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Rockwell's gym. <laughs> Fogwells Jim, just don't get in the boxing ring with Matt Murdoch because you have seen what happens in Dead season two. Yeah. <laughs> that dirty boy.
1: Yeah, I don't want to So yeah.
0: oh, thank you. <laughs> I just every time I think of that I just think Ugh, just how, how gross the bottom of that boxing ring is. I'm like exactly... I don't want to have sex in that. Ooh. Um <laughs> Right, so now it is time for quotes. Tammy forgot quotes, but you did give us a quote from Gangstar earlier. Yeah,
1: I mean, I have
0: so. more that I just happened to write down, so yeah, we can okay. get started, that's fine. Well, I'll let, I'll let our guest uh, JD go first, if you have any quotes, sir. Uh,
3: UPS ain't the only brown that delivers.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> I love that one as well. Uh, Matt, go.
4: Uh, one of mine was stolen earlier. Do uh,
0: it anyway, Tammy.
4: No, oh, sorry. it was stolen by guests.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh
6: yeah. okay. Dude, uh, sorry, <laughs> Not,
4: I got a better one. Uh, I slapped you like a little bitch.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like to imagine that's what you say when you're doing like fighting stuff with uh, with Kyle. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you Just say that. Slap to him, next him time. like a little bitch. Slap him like a little bitch. <laughs> uh, Tammy. All right.
1: Is your name Wilf- Wilfredo Diaz? He walked out when I was nine. I didn't need him, and I don't need you. <laughs> Longest
5: burn ever. <laughs> yes! It <laughs> really is. I didn't like <laughs> With Elsa way too much backstory.
0: Like,
5: I also didn't like how he, like, finger jabbed him really hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, extra insult. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Me. Uh, Mel, go. Uh. I made a decision! I'm going to be rich. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have one, which is uh, how's a woman that fine with a briefcase going to throw it at a brother with a broom? <laughs> I just like brother with a broom. Oh, uh, I had one more, I think. Where is it? Oh, for some reason, this just really made me laugh, which is one by Mariah. And I don't know why it made me laugh so much, which is he's wearing a little jacket. <laughs> That really made me laugh when she said it. Um,
1: I've got another one to go with Matt. I'm not the kind of man
0: to use a closed fist on a woman.
1: I was like, "What? Why are you hitting women?" What's wrong with
0: you? Oh, I have I have one to follow up yours as well, Tammy, which is, "Thank you. Now I can hit you like a man." Yes. <laughs> that That's great. <laughs> Any other quotes, guys? Oh, I like. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh.
5: I like the uh, the whole, like, Pacino thing. I mean, Pacino. Now I get why that white boy gets your free <laughs> on your cut <laughs> list. And then <laughs>
0: the godfather in Scarface gave that man an eternal ghetto pass. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've got, I got the,
0: the, names, the other names on the list, I don't know if you guys saw them, I forgot to yes. mention them earlier, was yes. Muhammad Ali, uh, Nelson Mandela, Richard Roundtree, Michael Jordan, Al Pacino, and Pat Riley.
5: I just think I just like to think of Nelson Mandela traveling across the world to like get a haircut there. But is like he's been dead for a few years now, hasn't he? Like, why would he still be on
0: the list? he—I don't know—he might need, still need a haircut. Yes. From beyond the grave. <laughs> Go on, JD.
3: I'm not for hire, but you have my word, ma'am. I got you.
0: Yeah.
2: And that
1: and. And what and I was gonna say well. Yeah, real yes he does. <laughs> um, and what I was gonna say is see, that's what we say nowadays. Um, what Cottonmouth said earlier in the show, which was my word is still my bond, nobody says that. Nobody says that, Cottonmouth. It's why he hung up on you. Because he was like, seriously? <laughs> no <Nothing." Really? laughs> I'm like, no, you say things
0: like, I got you.
1: That's what you say. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't think Domingo's got much patience with cotton mouth anyway, so that's probably yeah. just pissed him off even more. And also, you know, on top of the fact that he's lost, like, his money. <laughs> oh, I love it. Right, so now it is time for our feedback. And uh, I have a very, very nice message, first of all, I got on Facebook um, about a week ago. That I'm going to read to you guys from Lee, and he says hello me and my family are huge fans of your podcast we love it never miss one we just wondered if we could get a mention on the podcast from lee beat and the beat family listening from birmingham uk mm-hmm. and i said of course so let's all say hi to lee beat and the beat family which sounds like a band <laughs> 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 Hello. 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 Thanks for listening. thank you for listening yeah glad you enjoy it and you should totally make a band a family band called lee beat and the beat family <laughs> and you're missing a trick (laughs) and then go and play at the harlem paradise (laughs) that'd be awesome uh right so feedback we also have a a bit of an older email as well that arrived after we finished doing daredevil season two so i'm going to read that quickly uh, which is from caroline and it says uh dear podcast uh, and this is from june so apologies caroline it's taken so long to get around to it uh, but i did reply to her i think uh dear podcast just got around to listening to your season finale after a busy couple of weeks though i've not sent in a whole lot of feedback i just wanted to say goodbye and thanks to robin truly adored listening to all his analysis and of course his quips to the point where i had to be cautious listening to the show because i often randomly beam or snicker aloud He's certainly one of the better podcast hosts I've ever heard, and just wanted to thank him and wish him the best of luck. Thanks for the podcast. Looking forward to hearing the rest of you in September. Best, Caroline. Thanks, Caroline. Caroline. Robin will never be heard from again. Now I've sent Intel's kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> He's never coming back. Um, Mel, yes. You know how you know how sharing is caring uh with the care bears yes i've got a little present for you mel are, are we in the care bears uh, yeah, absolutely we we're in the, the care bears, bears. <laughs> it's the <laughs> care bears the claire Bear. <laughs> i'm claire you're all my bears uh-huh. i have a present from your friend and mine uh, mel your favorite feedbacker sedna oh i've just put it in the in the window for you okay push over matt i'm gonna sit in matt's <laughs> kingly chair <laughs> has he got a, a, a photo of biggie above the chair
5: yeah it's like stuck on the back of the chair <laughs> all right uh luke cages fucking awesome dollar signs in pop swear jar <laughs> um fucking dollar sign love misty knight she rules who's that Who's oh, that's oh, Who's that, Sidna? I, I, is that a spoiler? I, I, Who is that? I don't know. Uh, uh, that's uh, okay. Matt already spoiled me on it.
0: That's um, Candace's other name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cottonmouth is quietly terrifying, and I covered his Rhodes piano. Oh, Ooh. Very nice,
0: Sedna. I thought it was an organ. It's a piano. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I know music about as much as I know sport.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and the music. OMG. The music is so fucking cha-ching great
0: (laughs) (laughs) we will have to make cha-ching noises after we swear now
5: (laughs) yes um i love the live performance built into the harlem paradise scenes the incidental music is beautiful did you notice a little theme reminiscent of the daredevil theme dropping in here and there it's just as gorgeous i didn't notice it's just as gorgeously cinematographed question <laughs> <Fresh laughs> as Derek and Jessica Jones.
0: Well, how would you say that? Cinematographed? Cinema uh, cinema, cinema- cinematographed. I, <laughs> <know. laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know.
5: neither. I've seen the whole thing and am about five episodes into a rewatch already. Wow. If you'll have me, I'll share my feelings. Oh, we'll have you, said. N-
0: <laughs> well, we, we got you said now we got you <laughs> okay
5: though beautiful as luke is he will never replace matt in my stupidly obsessive heart so I be getting quite so hysterical this time around love always
0: don't Senna. worry Senna. Thank you, that's Senna.
1: Senna. <laughs> why i enjoyed
5: the podcast so you
0: don't have to. <laughs> tammy's gonna make up for you don't worry <laughs> Love always to you too, Zedna. Aww. Um, so we had a email from Rebecca, our listener, um, which is an image. I'm going to put it in the Facebook group, so I won't send it to you guys now, which is an extra little Easter egg, which I think she actually noticed before it got sort of officially reported on, because I saw a report about it like a, a, a couple of days after. But it was the fact that she noticed that in Luke's bathroom, when he's looking at the little photo of um, Reva... The wallpaper on the wall is in the pattern of a uh, chain link. And traditionally in the comics, Luke Cage would wear a chain around his waist. So it's kind of like a cool little detail.
6: Yeah.
0: So thank you for that, Rebecca. She sent uh, a little screenshot, so I'll put it in the group, which is pretty cool. Um, who wants to read some feedback? JD, do you want to read some feedback? Sure. Okay, I'm going to send one via Skype. This is from... Oh, this is from Robin. Somehow he's managed to get to a computer in Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> I'm going to have to pay those ninjas more money. <laughs>
1: I like the thought that they don't have the internet in Hell's Kitchen. Not <laughs> where uh, not have the computer, I've... they don't have the internet.
0: <laughs> Look, Tammy, not where I've sent Robin. You remember that big hole in Daredevil Season 2?
1: <laughs> the one you were so excited about the ending of the episode to me. Yeah.
0: Oh my God, it's a big hole. <laughs> So it begins, hey, guys.
3: Big hole for a big, long message. Um, hey, guys. Oh, yeah. I missed the podcast already. I hope you all have enjoyed the ramp up to to the show. With Claire's marathon viewing session and all, It's it seems like it's been forever since we wrapped up Daredevil Season 2. I'm looking forward to listening to your thoughts. Here's mine. It absolutely killed me, but I was out of town when Luke Cage dropped, so I didn't get a chance to watch it until Monday night. Marvel and Netflix shows are always made with such high quality and this one is no exception. In every scene I was just admiring it. the staging, the set design, that huge biggie painting, the lighting, the music. It's like what we've got it's much like what we've gotten with Daredevil and Jessica Jones, yet it just seems to be buzzing with electricity. I don't know what how else to put it. The show is on fire. Mike Coulter is a huge part of that. I was worried with a different showrunner that Luke would would seem different, but Mike Coulter carries the character from Jessica Jones and that and just dominates this new s- scenario. Quick question. If Luke is a fugitive from when he was taken over by Kilgrave and fought those cops, why is he not attempting to disguise himself at all? I don't. You know. can't
0: disguise those abs, Robin. I mean, just <laughs> <laughs>
3: I understand that he's being cautious by doing side jobs, taking cash under the table. But maybe a disguise would help? I'm just saying, the cops are looking for a big black guy, not a big black guy in a tiara, right? <laughs>
0: just about <laughs> to
3: suggest that, but I guess he, he wait till episode two. two. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
3: Okay, I'm babbling at this point, and there's a whole season ahead of me, uh, ahead of us. I just need to say that Marcella Ali is a great baddie in this. I'm a big, I'm a fan of That's his from mouth. House of Cards, where he would, where he plays a more noble character, but when he, his head, but when his head is. When his head lined up with Biggie's crown right before he started being that idiot kid, I was locked on him being a great villain. and I forgot how great a presence Alfre Woodard is. She is of course known primarily for Star Trek first contact, primarily <laughs> I'm sure that's <laughs> it
0: just gone over my head, I'm like what? <laughs>
3: but I definitely thought it was weird that they cast her in civil war, knowing that she will have a big part in Luke Cage later this year.
0: Oh yeah, we should talk about that. So she did appear briefly in uh, Civil War. She was the um, the mother of the uh, the guy who got killed in Sokovia and she confronted Tony Stark near the start oh, of the, yeah. the film and made him feel bad. And a lot of people are like, oh my God, she's playing the same character as in this, but it's a completely different character. And apparently she got um, the, the role in um, Civil War like way before Luke Cage. So it's a different character. Mm. Yeah. Maybe it's it's just—it's her twin sister. Exactly. <gasps> yeah. M- m- what's another name beginning? It's—it's it's, uh, Miranda. <laughs> Miranda.
3: Black Mar- Miranda. There you go.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: I—I <laughs> I want to quickly get one crackpot theory in before I go. Luke is nervous about Shades not only because he will recognize him, but because Shades went through the same ex- jail experiment as he did. Laser eyes. That's all I'm saying, guys. No. Uh, super fight. So be- awesome <laughs> to see Theo R- R- Rossi in this badass role. Oh man, Freaky Faison 2. Okay, okay. I'm gonna go. Happy podcast, guys. If I get lazy with the feedback, I will definitely see you in episode 4. Excelsior! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, Robin.
1: I didn't realize that Shades went through the same jail experiment as he did. I, I just thought it was they were in jail together. I didn't
3: Well, he does say that's a crackpot theory. Yeah, he says it's a
0: theory. Okay. (laughs) We have a voicemail from Will.
2: Hello, Defenders podcast. This is Will uh, with feedback for Luke Cage. Well... I cheated this time. I've actually not, you know, going along week by week with you guys. So far I've actually seen the first five episodes and if I wasn't so busy this weekend, this first weekend, I probably would have watched them all by now. So I'll try not to spoil anything. Oh no, I think the first episode was a good start. You know, they had a lot of characters to introduce and they had you know some background to give. Um, but first episode wasn't maybe the best. I think I was trying to like it more than I actually did, but I still thought it was really good. I like that there seemed to be more references to the overall Marvel Cinematic Universe than some of the other shows have, like uh, Justin Hammer and the different Avengers. Um, uh, I like the characters that we're introducing, though. I don't really know a lot about them, like Misty Knight and. Cottonmouth. I had some problems. I mean, I love Alfrey Woodard and I know the guy that plays Cottonmouth is, they're both great actors, but I had a little bit of a problem with their performances in the first episode, but spoiler alert, I think they get better, um, as the show goes on. So maybe they're just trying to get into their characters. And Mike Coulter, hot, hot, hot. And Misty Knight, hot, hot, hot. If you don't want to be in a Luke Cage, Misty Knight sandwich, I'm going to question your sanity a little bit. So, yeah, I think it's a great start. Probably not going to send a lot of more feedback because I'm going to have trouble keeping the uh, episode straight in my head. But I'll be seeing you guys later on in the season. Bye.
0: We have one more email. Um... Okay, do either of you guys want to read the last email? Matt and Mel, Tammy? Sure, I can read it. Whoever? Yeah, whoever. Uh, I'm going to put it in Skype and you guys can fight over it.
5: <laughs> I already read one,
0: so if Tammy wants to do it. <laughs> oh, that's true, yeah. Okay, there you go, Tammy. This is from Michael. There you go.
1: All right. Hey, all I just finished watching episode one of Luke Cage. A slower start than that than Daredevil and Jessica Jones, but I'm enjoying the slow build. I read a couple early reviews saying that this show didn't grab them quite as quickly as earlier shows, but by episode three, they were fully engaged and hooked. I'm already feeling hooked, but I can see why they feel that way. I'm really liking the bad guys. Much like the other Marvel Netflix series, the villains are standing out to me. They have personality and motivation beyond just being bad. I'm looking forward to seeing the full extent of their uh, machinations. Sorry, I can't read. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm excited <laughs> that's why I didn't read
0: feedback earlier <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm
1: excited but you have all
0: the music facts to me so it's
1: <laughs> and I, I picked up really quick I mean I couldn't read before this and now all of a sudden, you are, <laughs> the,
0: you are the, the Mel for this season whereas Mel at the start was just a little embryo now you are just a little <laughs> embryo <laughs> that's true. Um,
1: I'm excited to see how all the characters develop just watching the characters bounce off each other in these Marvel shows can sometimes be more interesting than the plot. Well enough typing. Time to grab a bite of breakfast, find my cat, and start episode two. Happy one thing, Michael. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what did you do with your cat, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> Probably cuddles. Thank you, Michael. Oh, cat cuddles. Cat cuddles and breakfast and Luke Cage sounds very cool. like. Yep. I had cat cuddles while I was watching Luke Cage as well the other day. It was great. Thank you, everyone, for your feedback. We love getting your thoughts, so please keep sending them. We love hearing what you guys think. Um, Definitely send us any crackpot theories you have as well, because that is always fun. I have to do a shout-out as well now to uh, Chris, who did our new theme, um, which you heard at the start of this, which is our very chilled out theme that I tried to play to the other guys earlier but it didn't work so you guys will hear it for the first time on the episode um, yeah really appreciate it I love um, the themes that you guys do for us because obviously Heath and Andrew have done one for us before and Chris has done a regular theme as well and uh, yeah I just love them they're always great so now it is time to rate this episode guys um, JD you can go first what would you like to rate it? Um
3: I really like this episode, but it it's more about setting up the world of Luke rather than pushing the plot forward. Um, and it, I do agree that it's a little bit of a slower start than, say, what we saw in Je- uh, Jessica Jones or Daredevil. Um, and having seen the whole series, I think we've got a really lot of really great episodes coming up. Um, so I'm going to give this one a somewhat modest 7.5 Little Jackets out of 10.
0: <laughs> oh, little jackets. <laughs> uh Tammy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I Oh I, wait, was that seven or seven point five, JD?
3: Seven
0: point five. Okay, cheers. Tammy You cannot leave
1: off that half point.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> um
1: I I enjoyed it, but it was a slow start. I think there was so much to set up though, because um I think that, uh, Claire, like you said, that the Harlem becomes its own character in the show, and so does the music, and they had to spend time on both of those things, and there were a lot of characters they, like, shoved mm-hmm. away this episode, so uh, I'm sure I won't remember half of them by the time I watch the second episode, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I... I you know, it didn't blow me away, but it was a really good episode. I can tell I'm going to like the series, um, which is good. So I will give it an 8 out of 10 um, women slaps. I don't know. <laughs> I just keep thinking of that scene.
0: <laughs> Lady slaps. Lady slaps. Um, <laughs> Matt?
4: <laughs> no. I agree. I've never... I've never agreed with you before when everybody keeps going on about these Daredevil shows and stuff that, oh, New York itself is a character. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> it's just a city. But in this episode, I mean, they gave Look, more... Matt, you've
0: never partied in New York with me and Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, in this, they
4: gave more uh, attention to the community of of Harlem. And I mm-hmm. so that definitely makes it seem like more of a character than the other shows, I find um i enjoyed seeing all these side people just people who live in in the town and i enjoyed the main characters too i liked all the setup um i didn't find it like i didn't find i was looking for action that much so i didn't really miss it um as the first episode i really liked it so uh i'll go uh eight out of ten boob honks
0: <laughs> 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 melanie
5: bonjour um, bonjour. Bonjour. Um, yeah. So yeah, I liked it too. I think it's gonna be uh, a good series. Um, uh, Tammy's right. It did have like a like a really slow start, but you guys all said it already. You guys said it. <laughs> <laughs> Eight out of ten cups of hot and dark. <laughs>
0: Oh. Ooh, nice. Um, yeah, I mean as Mel said, you guys pretty much said what I thought as well. Like I think it was um I agree with JD. I think it's a, a bit of a slow slower start than some of the other episodes. Um I think like in particular like going back to like Daredevil season one, I remember And maybe it's just because, you know, it's Daredevil and has a big place in my heart, but just the opening scene just like got me right in the feels (laughs) and then, you know, I was kind of like sobbing and crying and cheering the whole way through. Um, And I thought those two opening episodes were really strong and the same thing with Jessica Jones, Um, a bit less so with Daredevil season two. Um, And I think this is a slower one, but we've also moved out of Hell's Kitchen where we've been for the last three seasons and we're in this new area and we have to introduce that area as well. Um, so it's kind of taken us a bit out of our comfort zone as to where we've been before with these shows. Um, but I think they do a really good job. I wish that we got this, this feel of community in Hell's Kitchen that we do in, um, in Harlem, like you were saying, Matt, I love that. Um, I think Michael is great. That scene with him and office coffee is like the hottest thing ever. I love them both. I want to be in a sandwich with them because that would be good times. Um, like a, a because breakfast oh my god,
1: with their coffee.
0: <laughs> yeah, a breakfast sandwich, yeah, exactly. Um yeah, and uh, so I do think it's a bit of a slow start, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. So, um, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Perfect boobies. Nice. <laughs> and that gives us an average of 7.7 7. Nice. yeah which is a good score cool uh awesome so now it's time for me to thank our guest jd thank you jd oh, you're
3: very welcome
0: thank you for inviting me on. <laughs> thank you for coming on it's great to, great to have you on as a guest i'm glad we managed to to get you on the show um, where can people find you if they want to, you know, stalk you or listen to your voice or um, know, find out more about you?
3: Well, I, I the easiest way to find me is on Twitter um, uh, at J.D. DeMott. That's J D D E M O T T E. Um I do uh, some things on the Internet from time to time. I have a YouTube channel uh, called Comics Are Awesome, where I talk about awesome comics and review movies based on the comic books and stuff like that. And also, uh, my friend Noel had started a podcast a little while ago called Masters of Carpentry, where he's looking at all the films of John Carpenter. And oh, he wow. invo- Yeah, and he invited me to come on and talk about all the comic books that were... Kind of spun off from the, his films, so we have so far looked at the all the Thing comics, um, uh, and uh, uh, which were uh, interesting, and um, <laughs> we just recorded a um, the Escape from uh, New York um, uh, comics uh, stuff. So we um, that's going to be coming out in the next month or so. So uh, look look for that at uh, mastersofcarpentry.blogspot.com.
0: I've just subscribed to your YouTube channel. Oh, well, thank you. That's all right. I'll check it out. I'm looking at your, your smiley face right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, also, uh, lovely co-hosts. Um, obviously, it's been a while since we were last doing the podcast. Do you guys ha- have any updates or anything you want to plug, uh, Matt and Mel, since you were last on? Uh, any developments? And also, Tammy, you should plug where you can be found as well. Well, I can be so, found with you on Intro to I know, pretty much just with me. <laughs> she just follows me around. <laughs> and
1: uh, we'll have something new coming up
0: soonish. Soon yeah, we've actually. almost finished X-Files. We've got yep. six episodes to go. For, We're about for to this, start doing yeah. the new episodes.
1: Yeah, before Until they, they
0: bring it back like, for another yeah, season. 11. Oh. <laughs> no, don't, <sighs> don't do it. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll be doing something new after that, which is yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah. Matt and Mel, what are you guys up to? podcast is now finished, sadly.
4: podcast is kind of finished. We're still going to podcast about every HBO show ever.
0: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: uh, the first episode of all the HBO dramas.
0: I'm so looking forward to that. To be-
4: um, Matt A. and I f- from... Pupilcast uh, do a video games podcast called "Matt Is Wrong About Games," and I just started another video games related podcast, except it's about one video game uh, called the Shenmue AM2 podcast. Uh, and then Twin Peaks is going uh, Twin Peaks podcast is going to come back next year.
0: Yay! At some yeah. point when they bring the show back, <laughs> at some point. Yeah. And at some point in the future, Mel and I might be doing the Litless podcast. <laughs> more on that later <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm going to say, yes. <laughs> oh, <gonna> say <laughs> um, great so uh, predictions for next week do you know what I don't even have the title hang on a sec <laughs> the title of next week's episode is Code of the Streets what do you guys think will happen in that episode Hmm. Tammy, do you know the lyrics? Do you make any predictions from uh, the lyrics of that song?
1: No, not off the top of my head. Um, I assume there's um, some talk about uh, fighting in
0: the streets, because street fighters. Uh, <laughs> well if it's a code, and everyone has to learn Morse code oh. to communicate on the streets? That would be amazing.
3: <laughs> Luke has to fight the Riddler, and he has to decode... <laughs> yes. The, the streets
0: signs. That would be amazing. Oh uh, I'll read street. you some it's random be, lyrics now.
5: It's gonna be like this like game show type thing where you have to like decipher the code that they're giving to you and you can win prizes oh, at the end. Like, like a... it's brought to you by Ford Focus. It's brought to you <laughs> Hola! It's brought to you by McDonald's. It's
4: good. It's it's going to be a Easter egg hunting, uh, Easter egg hunting uh, reality TV Ooh, show. Oh, is there
0: going to be some of Claire's Easter eggs? Yes, maybe. They are the best ones.
4: <laughs>
0: well, as the as the lyrics to this song say, they might say we're a menace to society, but at the same time, I say, why is it me? Am I the target for destruction? It sounds so ridiculous in my accent. What about the system and total corruption? I can't work at no fast food joint. i got some talent, so don't you get my point? There you go. Oh. That's, that's your little teaser for the uh, lyrics. Thank you very much. <laughs> Classically trained, don't you know? Uh, <laughs> cool. Well, all that's left then is uh, for our lovely guest, uh, JD, to take us out with an Excelsior. Or actually, you could do a Sweet Christmas if you want. It's Luke Cage. Ooh. I'll give you the choice.
3: Um, well, I opened it with a Sweet Christmas, so I guess I'll go with an Excelsior.
0: Excelsior That was a good one Thanks guys, bye Bye Bye. Thank you for listening You can comment and send feedback to us By emailing DefendersPod at gmail.com You can find us on Facebook At facebook.com Forward slash DefendersPodcast Or on Twitter At DefendersPod